and welcome to today's show, The Breakthrough Podcast. I am your host, Reba Bell. Hey, 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 guys. This is The Breakthrough Coach, Reba Bell. And I'm here back for another episode. This is episode four of The Breakthrough Podcast. Thank you for joining me today, but we're going to get right into today's topic. As you know, we already said, I repeat every episode, the word of the year is elevation. We're still standing on that, sticking with that. We're going to another level and another height with God. Now, basically what I want to talk about today is the last day of January 2022. That went kind of um i want to talk about how the fast went for me personally and then we'll jump into some other things and uh to i'll talk about too also starting next week you'll see my pretty face on the camera um on the camera because i am hosting and inviting more guests in in the current year so i will be via youtube yay so look out for that um probably have a special announcement about that also um we're gonna have a special guest that's important to my heart next week um cindy and she's my aces matter live like counterpart but she this is her program and she's the founder of aces matter but we'll jump into that again a little later Today's podcast, I want to talk about how the fast went, but then we'll get into how, what the topic is about. Now, the fast ended yesterday, and honestly, this fast was very different for me because like I told you guys last week, it's some personal things that I'm going through that I need to discuss, but I need to reveal later on when I know God is telling me to reveal it. And of course, more books are coming out from things and content and creation of things I'm personally going through. So before I jump into that, don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast, we have a code for all my products, the coaching uh, product, the two books. And if you listen to this podcast, you go on my website, riverbell.com, and the code is podcast 22 and you get 22% off just from listening to this podcast on my products. So the fast itself went very well. Um, This time I noticed that I was a little bit more diligent only because I was kind of used to setting my body up to um, sustain, I'll say, from certain things, food, eating a certain time and it was a little bit more flexible than strict with this fast but also um i say the easy part was that but the hard part was remembering what i can't eat or remembering the time i can't eat or remembering um i think your body tells you once you tell your body okay i'm not doing something stuff you crave that you never craved before you start craving and it's like, okay, uh, I don't even think about that. I don't even want that on a daily basis. But that's part of the fast. Uh, technically, when you're going through it, you pause to uh, pray, 
of course, but you also supposed to be in your scripture and reading your Bible. And during this fast, I did like three devotions a day. Um, and then I did, did, did three different devotions because I wanted to focus on three different things. Mom, doing this fast personally, I've never done that, but I wanted to focus on my spiritual awareness where I'm going in my future, where God is taking me, um, and things that I want God to do personally for me. So I had di three different devotions that focused on fasting, but focused on different areas. If you get what I'm saying. Um, what I realized doing this fast to God opened up my eyes to just because you're going through, um, I'm going to show you what you can have or what the possibility of you're having or what it may feel like if you did have, and it felt really good. Um, he made me realize some things about myself. Some things that I was settling for, some things that um, I just didn't know that I was just accepting. And that goes with relationships, that goes with friendships, that goes with me being a mom. Um, it made me really realize some things about my son. Because um, my son it was like kind of my accountability partner, so he was really on me if I did said something. Mommy, you did it. <laughs> And so it was times I was like, oh, that was irritating. But it was times that I'm glad that he was watching me because it's teaching him a lesson of discipline and it's teaching him on what he has to do when he gets older to discipline himself and have accountability during the fast is very, very, very important. So what this fast did was open up my eyes to what God wanted for me personally, um, to stop putting limitations on myself to a lot of times we speak what's happening in front of us and we see what's happening in front of us and it, if it's negative we go with that and be like well I wish it could be this or well I wish it could be that and it kind of like made me change my language a lot to nope mm -mm. I can have this too I can have that too I'm going to have this oh god you're going to pr provide that for me if it's in your will I want this if it's in your will, everything about my prayers, my prayers always been God's will. But doing this fast, it was in depth because it was more, okay, just because you're going through something. It's just like when I was at church yesterday and when the pastor said, you get your, your blessings in the valley, not on the mountaintop. If you was on the mountaintop the whole time and he had presented like this heart and the, the strokes of the heart and how a heart attack happens and the analogy of the heart going up and down in the valleys and the peaks and and so it made so much sense because um when you in the valley it's like that's the time that you have to give God the recognition because if you come out and you give just yourself the credit God is eliminated that's when your ego comes in and say I did this well I don't want to be nowhere where God feels like I felt like I did something. Um, I'm not that big of a person and <laughs> um, I know miracles happen. And personally, when you read my two books, you will see why I say the way I, what I say, because personally in my life, I knew I had, I had no other choice to know that it was God. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for my calling. Um, so like I said, back to what the fast taught me, 
It's just to start speaking things out. Start seeing things the way I want them to be. And the visions that I was getting at the time, I was getting very happy. Like, okay, this can happen for me. Um, we put so many limitations on ourselves. And we just don't know that God does want the best for us. And sometimes what we do want, it's not what God wants for us. We make the choice because one one time I say in my book that the great thing about God and the bad thing that most people don't realize, God give us free will. We have the free will to choose him. We have the free will to make the choice and the choices of our lives and to give it to him anytime we want to. So I always remember when you, was on, you are in those peaks and those valleys that he is right there, no matter what the circumstance is. So today's topic, I'm pretty much um, going into it now. Speak what you want. Speak your, your future, if you want to say that. Um, in the past, because I'll talk about my childhood again. I think I talked about this a little bit last week. I was not raised... Uh, to speak a lot of things positively. Um, and it's not that my mom didn't intentionally. It was that she didn't intentionally say, oh, you have to speak that. Maybe when we got older and she got into the Lord and got into church, it was different. But in a, in a, in a different setting growing up uh, in the childhood that I grew up in, it was more, it is what it is. And that's the factor. And um she used to have this saying that I don't she didn't she 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 I gotta reward it. She didn't try to crush dreams, but she liked to give uh facts. She likes to give the reality of everything. And that's not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily good either on certain spectrums because just because the reality says this right now doesn't mean that it can't change. And I know that she see that now. And I know my mother is in her 60s or whatever. And go Susan Hobbs. But, uh, and she raised six beautiful kids by herself. But necessarily saying the reality is, the reality is what it is. Okay, so if you're homeless, perfect example. If you're homeless, the reality is you're homeless. Okay, that's the fact. Yep. But the reality, on the other hand, is... You could come out of homelessness. You can get a house. You can be on your own. You can have a job. You you can have finances. You can be financially stable. You can't. So necessarily, I don't think my mom uh, was trying to talk negative. I think she, on the other end, she wanted to give us the reality. Say, if we wanted to get a job that was far away or if we wanted to do something, she'll come and say, well... What about this and what about that? She gives us all the obstacles. And obstacles do come in any circumstance. But the thing about the obstacles is sometimes you have to try it with the obstacles standing in front of you. And when you put the limitations right in front of you, you put those walls right in front of you, you put uh, the mindset, having a mindset saying it's not going to happen because of this, then you're stopping your own self. You're not giving it to God. You're not asking God what you want me to do. And then you're not asking God to guide your decision on what you need to do. So when I say talk about childhood, a lot of times as parents, I do it too. 
sometimes that's why I now I support my son in anything even if it's crazy support your kids in anything they want to do because eventually they'll come back to what you not what you want them to do but the the reality of if you're raising them in the correct way they know you know it's just like a conversation I was having my son with my son yesterday about some friends that he chose and I said I can't tell you who to choose as friends but I can guide you and the character that I'm building in you I didn't build you to pick those people. I built you, I, I, I'm teaching you to be a leader. He's in eighth grade. My son is eighth grade. So I'm teaching you to be a leader, not a follower, um, to pick your friends and not allow other things that other people come in and change your attitude and decipher what you want for your friends, you know. And, you know, when we was talking about the one situation about another friend, he was just, I was, I was driving. We was coming home from church. And he said, I said, looked at him. I said, what's wrong? And he just looked it down. I thought we finished talking. We was talking for like 20 minutes. And then he was like, I'm just sick to my stomach. And I'm like, about what? He's like, just about the situation. But in that show, he was thinking about what I was saying. He was processing everything I was saying about the friend, about the things that the friend did and the reality of the situation. And also, I put limits and boundaries up with this certain friend that mm -mm, they would not be around anymore. You could still be friends with them, but they cannot come around anymore. They can't do the outings that I do with the kids anymore. And I had to do that because of certain things that I seen in character, the character of the friend and everything. And I said, you make the choice if you want to be that person's friend or not. Also, I did tell, also, I did tell my son that going forward, um, when you go into high school, this is going to happen. And... By him getting prepared for high school, he has to make a lot of his decisions himself. Um, this is the time that parents kind of push back. And we push back, meaning we have to let them make the mistakes. Even though we taught them all the way up until this time on what to do and what not to do, we have to let them make the choices and still guide them. We have to watch them and see what they're doing and not be so overbearing. We can't keep them locked up in the cage. We can't um, make them feel like you can't do anything in life. You can't go nowhere in life. This is going to happen to you. So let me stop it. We have to, you know, we know how, how we were as kids when they was babies. And we're trying to stop them from when they start first start walking. And moving the glass table in. And they first start doing something. Oh, we got to be protection. Well, I think, in my personal opinion, when they start going into high school, you have to, like, let them take the reins. And, and doing this last year, especially with everything that me and my family is going through, my son, I've been talking to him because, of course, he's a young black African-American. Um, <clears throat> and... I've been talking to him a little bit more about life, 
his decision, his choices, his future. He's he's basically know what he wants to do, but of course we all know when you get in high school things change. Um, for his future. Very intelligent, very wise, um, very um manable young man. I get that a lot. He's very manable. Um, so he listens. He's always been like that. He listens and he processes. Even though, you know, he's still a teenager. Sometimes he had these little quirks. Well, I'd be like, I'm going to wring his neck. What? <laughs> you know, us parents, we got to allow them to be the teenagers that they're going to be. Regardless if we want to control their decision, their actions or not. So back to what I was saying earlier with my mom. Um, my mom tried to stop a lot of stuff because of her past and what she went through. She tried to stop a lot of things. And she wanted us to learn from just watching her or hearing her stories or her mistakes that she made as a parent and as a teenager and young adult or whatever. But I had to eventually learn and understand it's getting older. We all going to make our different mistakes. My son might not make the mistakes I make. My daughter might not make the mistakes I make. And their their generation is totally different than ours. And it changes every time. And um in this this year of technology and technology taking over on everything, they have a different point of view of life than what we do. Um just talk to your kids. If you have kids and you listen to this, you'll find out. <laughs> um, the great thing about me and my son's relationship, he comes to me about everything. I don't want to break that bond because that's one thing I do realize that most children and teenagers his age don't. They don't do. They didn't. They not coming to their parents. They like, I'm not asking you for no advice. You don't even know me. But I built something with him a long time ago that he knew. Okay, I can trust my mom. I can come to my mom even when I can't come to my dad about stuff. It'd be stuff he'd tell me. He'd be like, don't tell my father. I'd be like, okay. And then there's other stuff. I'd be like, mm-mm, I'm telling your daddy. <laughs> he hates it. But um, things like that, when you have kids and you're starting to learn to look at them through your eyes and looking at what God is teaching you, Teaching, having kids and looking at them is a teaching lesson too. They're a blessing, but it's teaching you something. It's teaching you about growth, change, um, transformation personally. Because most kids, the transformation that you get from the inside and out of kids watching you and doing what you need to do for your life, that's what changes you, honestly. I could say, I say this every time to everybody, him coming into my life and God placing him in my life at the time, he did change me. My son changed me. And so, of course, he's my first. That's my baby. Um, and I know it's like, it's hard to call him, not call him baby, because he's 14 and that boy is six feet, but he's still my baby. I was going to be my baby. But it's hard to not be overprotective of him sometimes because it's like okay that's your first and that's your heart and that's your gym and it's like hold up mm -mm. <laughs> and so um my son is so beautiful on the inside and out that i don't want people taking advantage of him because he has a heart he his heart is like i just want to love everybody <laughs> and it's like 
yes, you can love everybody, but everybody don't love you. And so if they treat you a certain way or act a certain way, you have to learn how to respond in a certain way. Still through love, number one. But you have to know how to put up boundaries. I'm teaching my son about boundaries now because adults, we don't put up boundaries. We don't. We don't put up boundaries in our relationships. We don't put up boundaries in our friendships. It's just like I was telling um, my friend about, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Social Proof Podcast, and he was talking about SOPs in a business. And SOPs is basically a standard of procedures, a standard of procedures that you place upon your business that must happen. So if you're going into a beauty, a beauty salon, is a SOP, the standard procedure is to greet the customer as soon as they come in, five seconds after they come in. Is it to give them water? Is it to, you know, make sure they're comfortable? Is it to get their name and their time? Is it to, so a lot of times we don't put SOPs in our own relationships and our friendships and our boundaries. That's basically what boundaries are. This must happen. This SOP, standard of procedure, must happen in order for you to get the quality of service that you need or want out of your life. And so I was telling my friend, I said, we need to put that in our relationships, you know, friendships and everything. Because if you don't have an SOP, a standard procedure in your friendship, then what happens when it doesn't happen? Meaning, I want respect. This must happen. We must have weekly date nights. Or as a friendship, are we still friends? Are we redetermining our friendship? Are we um, stopping what we need to be doing um, because certain things are happening and evaluate, reevaluating the friendship? Friendships change. Relationships change. People change. So when I say that, I mean when I go back to the stop your limited beliefs, meaning things just don't go one way way in life and friendships and relationships they change and so when you change it's called evolving you evolve and you go through the next step with the person or without the person a lot of people don't want to hear it. some of them 25 15 10 friendships need to end and the reason why I say that, and some of them don't, but the reason why I say that, I I ended in the last two years, two great relationships, no, three. That was over 10 years, all three. And I didn't personally end them, but I realized that God had to end them because I wouldn't be here right now talking to you guys. Um, Not because they wasn't, they was bad people, but I was going to another level that God had to bring me to focus on him and certain those certain relationships couldn't be there still um and yeah it hurt it did um because it's lonely and it's like oh my god if they wouldn't know what I was doing now and I could talk to them about what I was doing now but that ain't what God wanted me um I don't know if those friendships gonna come back eventually they may or they may not I'm okay now with it um because I don't have a limited belief on just because they are out of my life that they can get replaced. Um, my mindset is that I need to stop thinking so one way in one mouth, one mouth one manner way to say, okay, this is the friendship I wanted. It ended. I don't want no other friends. Or I can't have more friends. Or I can't, you know, do this because, or I can't move because, um, 
um, my kids or I can't do this. It's like, that's a limited belief. And so what I want to remind you is when those limited beliefs comes in and you have them, you have to stop them at the door because it stops you from everything that God wants you to have. He wants you to tap into him. He wants you to ask him. He wants you to believe and trust that he will do everything in his will and his power for your good. Remember, God is for our good. So he already know our blessings. It ain't like he's a magic genie. He know what he got for you. And when he doesn't have it for you, he's not going to give it to you. It's that simple. Sometimes we don't think we pray when God say yes, no, or maybe. God say yes or no. It's no maybe. It's no in between with God. Yes or no. It's just like, <clears throat> it's just that if we want to accept the yes and no. Forgive me, guys. My throat is kind of sore today. Don't know why, but I got my teeth. So that's why I'm keep clearing my voice. But again, stop your limiting beliefs. And the next year, I need you guys, in order for all of us to elevate and go to the next level, we got to stop putting our faith and our trust in God, what God wants for us. And start opening our eyes to say, I want more for my life. And I can have that. Just because my situation is what it is right now doesn't mean it can't change. And that we're going to praise God in the valleys. And we're going to praise him on the mountaintop. And we're going to give him credit for where credit is due. And we're going to move past certain things. And we're going to heal. Um, in the future, I will be talking about a lot more in-depth about therapy, healing, um, remember next week's podcast is about childhood trauma. We're going to talk to a specialist. She's my personal friend. Um, but we're going to get in depth about some childhood trauma on how adults, <laughs> it's very funny, on how adults are still children and inside that they never healed from their past. And so how they use it, how they're bleeding on other people because of what they learned about what they're doing, about what they're going through. Uh, we're going to go in depth about how childhood trauma affects you as an adult and your relationships, your friendships, your marriages. Um, and we're just going to talk about ACEs altogether. It's called ACEs. If you look up, if you look into this podcast, look up the word ACEs and you will find out. There is a score you can take and a test you can take. But next week, we'll get into depth on that. Also, next week, you'll send me on video this pretty face. Yeah. Um, I also on another podcast, I will talk about it next week too. Um, I'll be a guest on someone else's podcast. So I'm excited about that. And I thank you for joining me today. You guys have a blessed day. And remember, this is the Breakthrough Podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening in on today's show. You can find me online at rebabelle.com to order any of my products or my books. Or you can find me at Instagram at BreakthroughCoach underscore Thank you again and see you next week.